You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Happy Valentine's Week, Ryan. Ooh. You Happy have, Valentine's Week, yeah. Thanks. You have a girlfriend. I do. I don't. I have to plan something. You do? Mm. Well, I, think you I mean, that's, hurry that's up, on maybe. me every year, isn't it? I guess so. Why can't the You're free of that? Why can't the female be up for that? Up to that? Do that? Well, it's you know, it's it's nice. It's nice to you know to plan stuff. But happy Valentine's to all you guys. I hope you everybody out there uh, has a nice evening. You know, has love. All you need is love. All we need in this world is love. Sorry, I was saying that through a belch. I couldn't quite get the belch. Out. So I was like this. This one where you think, oh, wait, it sounded like the guy in the end I of True Romance. I thought you were showing back tears, but no, it was a... No, it sounded like the guy from True Romance. I'm fucking, I'm bleeding. I'm dying. Uh, it's been a great couple of weeks. I feel like there's more listeners. You know, people uh, are, are excited about the podcast. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about the podcast. I think, you know, we're closer to the getting ready for video. We're getting close, man. It's coming along. Yeah, it is. And uh, you've got your work cut out. I do. For a couple of guests. I do. It's going to be some editing. It'll be worth it. Yes, it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're uh, you know, once we get in the groove, it's going to be a lot easier. So that's coming up. Video's coming up. We're excited about that. Uh, thank you for uh, all my patrons out there on Patreon. If you haven't come out there, if you, you know, I don't know if you know what it is, but take, check it out. Extra footage, Q&As with me. You get to ask guest questions. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff if you go to Patreon. But thank you, all my patrons. For their um, amazing support. I really mean that. And thank you to my listeners. Just all you guys out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week. I, uh, I'm, get, I'm getting a colonoscopy, Ryan. Sorry. So I'm at that age where I have to get a colonoscopy. It was 50, and then they moved it down to 45, and I'm 47. So, you know, Jess is trying to tell me because she had one. My assistant, Jess, she's like... You're gonna, you're gonna do, you know, you're gonna, I'm gonna shit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're gonna, I mean, yeah, of course. I know the deal. She goes, No, you only drink liquids for the whole day, which is gonna be tough for me, you know, and then you just, you evacuate things. <laughs> yeah. So, just... I, but you know, I don't mind being put to sleep, but she goes, I know, but they put a lot of needles in you because they can't get a vein because you're so dehydrated and, or whatever. You're, I guess, I don't know. Fuck. I'm not looking forward to it. And one of my right nuts hurt hurts i think i did it in hockey or something so hopefully i'll be okay thanks for asking ryan did you wear a cup i did but you know it was, it's a little tight maybe i grew out of it <laughs> are you wearing your like cup from high school i mean what are you no um uh, no everyone knows that you stop growing but your balls keep growing is that what happens no. i i don't know old guys their balls are down to their knees so maybe that's what happens your balls just keep sagging like bob Saget down there i don't know i really don't know uh, so anyway, we've got a great show for you. This is, believe it or not, this is the hundredth episode. So welcome to the hundredth episode. Congratulations, Ryan. You've been on probably, I don't know, 10 of them or more. More than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, Sorry, congratu- for- congratulations to you though. Thank you. Congratulations well to everybody for, uh, we're still around. We're hanging in there. We're the, uh, the little caboose that could. And with your help, we'll continue that. Um, thank you to all the guests who've come on the show and, you know, believe in me, it's hard, you know, in the beginning especially to come on a podcast going, ugh, nobody knows this show. And so I try to bring you guys great guests and at least guests that will open up and, and you'll find interesting. And, you know, it gets to the point, Ryan, where I'm like, well, hopefully you get to a certain point where people are just like, you know, I don't care who Rosie interviews. I know he'll ask some fun questions and we might learn something. It's going to be fun, even if I don't know this person. That's what you aspire to. Yeah. You don't want, you know, you're like, oh, well, he doesn't have another guy from Arrow, so I'm not listening. F you, Rosenbaum. The thing is, if you like to, uh, an interview, then you support. You keep supporting. You know, I, you can't, I can't give you everything you love, but I could try, you know. Uh, I'm going to be in Richmond 
Richmond, Virginia on February 28th, 29th. We're doing Smallville Nights with Tom. So that's going to be fun. Also doing a Stage It, uh, I believe. Look online, but Jason Manns and I are going to do a Stage It when I'm in uh, Richmond. So we'll do a live show online. You can check that out. And um, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm on Cameo, all that bull crap. But uh, hey, let's talk about our guest. She's uh, She's been in a lot of stuff. She has actually worked. She was in stuff like Hall Pass and, um, you know, her new movie with Bruce Willis, Trauma Center. I saw a trailer for it and it looked pretty freaking intense. She's been around, man. She's been around the block. She's She works and she's got a really good attitude. I learned a lot from her. I didn't think I would. And I might say that in the interview. I mean, look her up. She's been in a ton and I thank her for opening up so much. And let's just get into it. Let's get inside of Nikki Whalen. It's my point of view. Listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. When did you come to the States? About 14 years ago. 14 years ago. So you were four? Thank you. Close. Do you, do you like the States? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, because I get that from you. Not in a yeah. not in an arrogant kind of, uh, you know, Australia's better nationalistic sort of feeling. It, it's more like a that's my home. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what? Right? It's, it's no. You're right. The thing is, I don't want to live back in Australia at all. I have Why? no desire it's, to it's come It's one home. of the few places that I, I would live. You I've would? been to Australia four times. I'm going again in in June, and I've been. And by the way, if you want to say right now, if you're sitting at home and you want to learn an Australian accent, here's what you do. There's a couple of cities that if you just say it, you'll automatically get, like, for instance, Melbourne. Melbourne. You say it, Mel- Melbourne, Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth, Sydney. Impressed. It's, it's. This is good. Yeah, that's about all I can do. It's really bloody yeah, hard to right. do an Australian accent. That was very impressive. So just say Melbourne. You say Melbourne. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like Americans say Melbourne. Yeah, it's not right. It's not Don't even... say Melbourne. Even though it's spelled like that, no. Ryan, say Adelaide. Adelaide. Oh, that's good too, I can do, Ryan. I can do well stuff. Done. Perth? Perth. Yeah, that was yeah. a little no, English, Perth, wasn't it? Was it? Perth. Well, my mom's English, so I, I think I do it a little English. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Ah. But it was a good start. Do you hate when Americans do <laughs> Australian well, accent? Well, it's just really hard to hear because it's like very um, wrong and it comes out wrong. Like it's really easy for us to do your accent because most of our TV growing up was American. But I could always tell when someone, they slip, you guys slip in and out. <gasps> Mine's some weird. some English is what yours is that good? No, mine's terrible. Oh, it's terrible because I know some people. You'll you'll be watching a movie, <laughs> and um, there's an actress. Um, I won't say her name. I just hear these things sometimes. She's trying to do a southern accent. Yeah. She's doing it real it southern like, and I'm like, eh, I don't know that. It's rough. Authentic. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's difficult, and it's, I think it. But people only notice if you're from that region. Everyone else will go like, oh man, she's southern, or oh man, she's Australian, which, yeah. which you are. I, I I try not to – it's so weird doing another accent in a movie because you just don't feel authentic at all. So you have to get so used to it. It just feels weird. I still find it weird. Well, Trauma Center, that, that's out. That's out? <sighs> that's out now. Video on demand or whatever the uh, – the uh, what do they call the it? The theaters. The theaters. The theaters for two weeks and then it's on demand Bruce now Bruce well. Willis, Tito Ortiz. Had to do an American accent in that. See, and... you did, huh? Because that's what I was wondering. I was like, did you? Because <laughs> when I scream and cry. I could see it because, you know, I, 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 watched, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the movie. Forgive me, only because my grandpa passed away. Oh. Yes, so that's a good excuse. 
I'm going to use. Thank you, Irv. Heavy. I love you up there. Thank you for that oh. one. Because otherwise, I'd be an asshole. Shoot. But, by the way, it seems like a very intense role. It's like, very it, intense. I mean, you, it's just you. It's you in this hospital. <laughs> Bruce Willis seems like the good guy in it. These some bad cops here. It's not that. But it looks pretty intense. And a lot of the screaming and yelling, which all I do the whole like, entire movie is that, kept coming out Australian because when I'm genuinely bawling my eyes out and crying, I fall back into me and then I'm like, oh, and I'm like, that was Australia. I'm bawling my eyes out on set going, that was Australia. We need to do it again. Like, cause you do, you just slip. You're trying to be as real as possible. That, so I never thought about that. Think about that. Like think about when you're being so sincere and then do it in an accent. It's just weird. Could you imagine if I was doing like an English accent? I'm going to probably do one bad, but if it was just like, you know, in the movie, I was like, you know, when you, when I'm from like, Let's say I'm from England and I'm talking like this, like Gary Oldman. And I, oh, yes. and then all of a sudden in this scene, I have to cry. I don't know. I don't know. You can't do it. It's hard. It's like, wait, now I'm crying and it doesn't sound real because I've never cried like that. Yes. Do you have to practice? I don't know. Man. I don't That's... know what you do. You just don't say, you just ask people to be patient with you until it comes out right. Being an actor is hard, isn't it? It's just weird. <laughs> Everybody just out there is like, I'd rather be a fucking actor. Shut up, <laughs> Rosenbaum. Tired of it. Mm-mm. You, uh. I almost said you've been around. I didn't mean like that. <laughs> but I, 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 look, I say the wrong things a lot of times. First of all, we met uh, doing uh, Kevin and Johnny Farley's podcast at the uh, Olympic Improv. Is remember, that you were what a guest, and I, yeah, you don't remember, but I do. Holy I remember shit, you. I just remember now. By the way, can we swear on this? I'm so sorry. I just let it uh, drop. Yeah, you can swear. Yeah, okay. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, we did. I'd forgotten about that. Well, I was trying I'm, to work I'm out where it was. Easily forgotten. No, you're not at all. Because I see, like see you on Twitter all the time. You're more of a Twitter person than Instagram. N- you know what? I think you have to in this day and age. I fought it for so long. And then I'm like, you know, I got two podcasts and I got things going on. And you just have to make people aware. If you don't, then no one's going to come see a, a, your band. Yeah. No, not that they do. But we, <laughs> although we played at the Roxy. Did we played you? at the Roxy and it was a good crowd. Uh, are we they open- shutting down the thing next door to it? Remember, it's the um, the Rainbow Bar. The ra- keep- I just ate there. So they're saving it. They're keeping it. Remember they're going to shut it down? I nearly had that, a meltdown even though I've only eaten there once in my that life. That was the first time I ate there and I might have had diarrhea, but I'm not sure. <laughs> the diarrhea could have been from anything. I don't want them to rip apart sunset. So let me ask you. You've you've been around a long time <laughs> with your career. You've been acting. I look at your credits and I'm like, you've done – I mean, I remember I remember Hall Pass with the Fairley Brothers. And, I mean, you were on a – even how young were you when you did that show in Australia? Uh, 24, 25. And you were kind of a star there. Are you still a star there, like a big, bigger star there than here? No, I don't know what, when you sort of say star in Australia, it's just like people, because Neighbours is so big there that everybody yeah. knows it. So people will know you, but no one, it's not like a star. I don't think everyone looks, no one that looks at you like you're a star. Like Australians are like rough around the edges. Like in America, in Hollywood, everyone's like, oh my God. But there it's like, <laughs> gives a shit. So what, you did Neighbours anyway? Like there's a very yeah. different <laughs> like sort of vibe towards you and no one really cares. So I don't feel like a star there, which is my family. That's, yeah. that's why you like Australian men. I, but I, I do like or, them, but I'm not dating. <laughs> well, I'm just saying yeah. your grandfather was a football player. When you say football. Could you whip that out. Because I know stuff. When your grandpa was a football player, yeah. what does that mean? Because if you said in America he was a football player, I'd say he, did he play for the Broncos? Uh, yeah, so he played for a huge team. He won well, what it. is football, first of all? Is Australian rules football. No, it's Australian rules, so it's only an Australian football sport. So it's very different to um, soccer, rugby, and American but, football. It's completely different. But soccer is called football in England. It is. But in Australia, football's football, but different kind of football? What the yes. fuck is going Australian on? Australian rules football, and then you have soccer, and then you have rugby. Um, Three different sports. Australian rules is Australian sport, and it's huge. It's like the, like the second biggest sport in Australia. 
and my granddad played for a big team. It's like American football. Who he played for? He played for Collingwood, they're called. So he was, was he a name? Is he a star? Do people mm-hmm. remember him? What was he his won name? A Something Whelan. Marcus Whelan. Marcus, Ma- say it again. Marcus Whelan. Marcus Whelan, right. He won this medal called the Brown Loaf, which is very, very, the Brown very, Loaf? Brown Loaf. I love this. I think I won, I won the award Brown Loaf. Brown I, I did that. Loaf. The bra- <laughs> Is that, well, that's what Southern Indiana sometimes it comes up. But, but go ahead. So did you know him? No, I never met him. He was my ah. dad's dad. He died um, before I came into the world. But it's like a whole thing in our family. So that's, And it's it's kind of cool because Australian rules football is awesome. I used to do TV hosting years ago. I used to interview a lot of them. And it's just a good thing to be in the mix with. It's a lot of love around that sport in Australia. Did you feel like... Um... I mean, from, you're from Australia, so we have there's there's certain things that you think of when I think of people in England. I think you know they probably are bigger drinkers than we are. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, Ryan, is that true? Hell yeah, it is. Pop culture, yeah. Is that Australia too? I mean, Australians can drink. They can drink. They can absolutely. Was there drinking drink. in your family? Yeah, like everybody can drink and does drink. I mean, as they've got older, my dad still drinks. I mean, my dad's nearly eighty, and he's just he's you've never met anyone like. He's still him. pounding it. He used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day for 50 years. He's quit now because he's nearly died about eight times from it. But he still drinks hardcore. He's so old school. He's old school Aussie. He's got the tattoos, little boxer. Does he have no patience? Mm -hmm. All that stuff. He's old school dude. How does he talk? Like if he said something, let's say he was like, get me the newspaper, Nikki, and a beer. What would he say? Uh, uh, Well, actually, well, like... For instance, if I get dressed up, I'm at home and I'm going out for dinner, I walk through, he goes, you right, are you? Like, that's like, I'll dress right, up nicely, he goes, you right, are you? That's him other ways going, why are you dressed up looking like that going out the house? It's like, what do you think you are? You right, are you? That's how he talks. I like that phrase. Yeah. You right, are you? <laughs> Did you get me on you? Like, I'll be on the paper, the front cover of a big paper in Australia for a sporting event. You right, goes, on you? Oh, you right? You think you're right, are you? And I'm like, thanks. Does that like, mean like, are you mental? Are you are you sure you're sane? Are you going out like that? What what are you doing? It's just like it's his way of coping with whatever I'm doing. Did <laughs> it, were, were you difficult as a child? And were they difficult parents? They were strict parents, but my parents. I'm so I got a good family. I'm really lucky. But they were strict, and my dad's old school. But I had three older brothers and an older sister, and I was the youngest, and I was so badly behaved. I was really naughty. What did you do? Just shitty at school, just like a not a good student, like bounced around to all different schools, had problems. <laughs> what kind of problems? Just like a lot of fighting. Like, but wait, I stood wait, up for fist fighting? Yeah. Like you girls were a were fighter? Too, girls? Oh, yeah. My dad's a fighter too. Like girls were mean to me at school. And my dad was Because like, why? Because you were pretty or a pretty girl? Just pretty girl. All that sort of stuff. So let me, let me, g- give me an example. You're in school. It's 19, whatever it is. 12. 1912, just a few years before the start of the World War. Uh, Girls were mean. Did you ever punch a girl in the face? A girl got me in a headlock once on the last day of year nine. Someone had said to me early in the morning, this girl's going to get you at lunchtime. And she was a beefcake. Like she was like hardcore and I was scared and she was going to, they said, she's going to crack an egg on your head at lunchtime. And I was like, this is awful. Crack so an I, egg on your head. So I went, Somebody warned you mm-hmm. that this girl was going to crack an egg on your head. Is yes. that, am I getting this right? Yeah, this is true. And I was so scared. And I was like, in my dad would be like, you have to defend yourself. You have to fight for this. So I went looking for a weapon because like I have to, this woman is bigger than me and she has big friends. They were all like the basketball girls. And I was just like, okay, if, she, if she's getting an egg, are you getting a loaf of bread? What are you, what, what, are we <laughs> staying in the food groups? Are we no. going something more? I needed a weapon. What was the weapon? 
I went through the a gardens spatula. and I found those cane sticks that hold up plants. You know when you're holding up a new tree as it's growing and you get yeah, a cane yeah. stick? And... Bracing it. I ripped that out of the soil and I carried it around. By the way, no one said anything, why are you carrying a cane stick this day? Anyway, it came to lunchtime and the girls come around the corner and everyone gathered in this like area, common area. It was awful. And she came over to me and she goes, hey, Nikki. And she got her friend who's like six foot, some basketball and hands her like this egg. And she just grabs me and gets me in a headlock. I'm like, here we go. It's happening. And I go down and she just like gets the egg and rubs it into my head. And then like. But you I had just, the egg beater. And then I went, my turn. And I just like whacked her with this stick. Where? And she went down on her back. Where did you hit her? On her back. You hit her with a stick and in her back. And she went down. And she was like, Ugh. And, and like, that was yeah. it? Well, she was in pain. And then they went, I hear this, Nikki Wheel into the front office, please. I was like, really? This is not my fault. I did not start. This is pure defense. Well, if I was the principal, I'd go, well, Nikki, it looks like, <laughs> you, you know, she might have put an egg in your head, but unfortunately, yeah, beat her with a stick and that's a, that's a crime. I got into so much trouble that they asked, they tried to expel me and suspend me and it was a whole thing. But my dad, I was so scared when I got home. You're right on you. I was going to be grounded. Oh, yeah. They ring the I hear, I was upstairs in my bedroom. I was like, <laughs> and my dad goes, I hear him answer the phone, and then I hear him go, okay. I'm like, this is it. Grounded for life, expelled. I come downstairs, and he looks at me, and I'm standing in the kitchen. I'm shaking. I'm so scared because I like, it was pretty hardcore what happened. And he said to me, um, if anyone ever touches you, I give you permission to defend yourself. Don't worry about it. And I was like, you immediately, you had so much more love for your father at that moment. It's like, yes, I'm allowed to fight. <laughs> Are you close with your family? Like, do you, um, do you tell them about you? Do you call them crying about your personal problems? My mom and my sister are super close, know absolutely everything. Really? Yeah. I'm really lucky because I don't, I'm, a lot of people come to LA and escaping their family and trauma. I'm not. My plan B doesn't suck. My plan B is go home and live with my awesome family on the beach. <laughs> that's always a plan B, but you've never done it. Even when times get tough, do you ever yeah. just say, I'm, I'm leaving, no. I'm going, you've always stuck around. Yeah. I think, and I think that, and you know this, you can't just because you don't work for a couple months, give up. Oh my God. I love not working for a couple months. So do I. I get to vacuum and go to bed, bath and beyond and do delicious activities. Are I... you, are you someone that when they don't work, they get a little depressed and no. they don't, do you, you don't. No. You don't worry about the next job. You don't think, you know, because I tend, I, you know, Jess says, you know, you have an addiction to shopping. You do? I, but I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. As I look around I want you house. to tell me, and maybe my listeners can write in and, and you, I don't go, I don't buy lavish shit. I don't go out. I have a van out there that's 17 years old. I have a truck that's eight years old, a pickup truck. I like your truck. Thank you. I get Star Wars toys that cost, you know, maybe 20 bucks here, 50 bucks here, something at a convention. You see, I have this. I don't believe you. Some of this Star Wars stuff is worth an absolute but, fortune. But I've had that stuff a long time. So yeah. I, but I don't. Like, I'm looking at a Princess Leia puppet up there. How much is that? Dude, $60. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, so what I'm saying is maybe I buy stuff, but here's, I have a rule. If I buy a pair of uh, sneakers, I give two away to charity or to, or to what, yeah, always. You have a little system. I have a system. Whenever I buy something, I get rid of something or I give to somebody. That's good. Yeah. But do you think that's an addiction if I, like Etsy, somebody fucking introduced me to Etsy. Have you been on Etsy? Oh yes, I have. They make, I always dress up as one of the Jedis for Star Wars and they make the um, proper tentacles. I've been Ayla Sakura and I was um, Ula for a couple of them and Etsy make them professional ones out Nerd. of the latex. Nerd alert. 
I love it. I have that start the uh, Friday the thirteenth. There's a on the, the door had a sign made from Etsy. Oh really? Yeah, Friday thirteenth. It says Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, it's it's, you yeah, get it's, so it's, in the mix. Well, I, I just like cool things. I don't need expensive things. I, I mean, I wear like I'm a t-shirt kind of cords dude. Yeah, I don't... but your cords are good, really good quality, very nice cords. <laughs> like I'm looking at everything. I quit staring here. at like, my cords. I'm looking at your cords. They're good quality cords. <laughs> like... All right, let me ask you this: Do your parents? Do you ever? Because you've been in relationships. Yeah. You, you've been married. I was married for a second, yeah. You were married for a second. Like five months. And he is... was a football player. Mm-hmm. Now, this football player, do you think, oh, grandpa's a football player. I want to impress subconsciously. I want to impress mom and dad, so I'm going to date a football player. No. Have Mate, you dated non-football players? That's the only football date I've ever dated, and that was the first and last ever. It was so weird, like left of center. And I didn't think of him as a footballer because he had retired when I met him. So I didn't think he wasn't like playing football or anything. So we never did any football stuff. He watched football, but I was like, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, look, it's obviously a stupid question, but it's hard yeah. getting divorced. Do you, like, what's the hardest part about getting divorced other than, to me, isn't it just like dealing with the rest of the world? Not so much unless you're like really helping. you know what, to be honest with you? And it's funny when you go through breakups and they're public, people get really, really screwed up about what other people are going to think. And I swear to God, maybe this is, I have other issues and other things that bother me, but that's the last thing I could give a shit about is what other people think and what they're going to write and who said what. And I get I that from shit. you. I just don't care. I fucking care. Sorry, my language. But like that wasn't the thing that bothered me. And to be honest with you, in my divorce, I... This is the thing. If I had kids or I'd owned property with him, I can understand how things can get complicated. But you know when you fall out of love and it's over and you never want to see that person again and then you would have to deal with years of going to court and fight for kids. That's what makes it so traumatizing is you can't leave. Getting divorced is difficult. And I was like, this is the most – I remember looking into it going, how, how, do, how do you get divorced? Like you have to look at online you or you talk to You looked online to see how to get divorced. Yeah, I was like, how do you – like how do people get divorced? Like I don't want to get a lawyer. I don't want to get a mediator. I don't want anything from him. I'm sure he doesn't want anything from me. Um, Ryan, look up how do you get divorced. There's all these places that like you need a lawyer, you need a mediator. And I was like, but I don't want anything. And he didn't want anything. Well, if you don't want anything, that makes it easier. But when – Yeah. I, I think when people are like, oh, you know what? I want half. I've been – I think it's fair if like you worked from the ground up from the beginning of someone's success. Let's yeah. say let's say he was making a lot of money. Yeah. And it started with you mm-hmm. together. Yeah. So then there's like, hey, we made we built an empire or yeah. we built or we we have fifty thousand dollars or ten thousand. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, it is, I think that you're entitled to get half. But when it comes to before you met there was money and yeah. things like that, I guess that's all about prenup. There was and nothing stuff. about any of that. Like we talked about a prenup and I was like, Oh anything from me. like I just there was never that. Do you ever want to see him again? I run into him a couple of times to say good day. Like there's no sort of like there was it was painful, it's messy, it's weird, it's shitty, but it's also like we were done. We were done and we signed a piece of paper and we walked out of the office because we didn't go to a lawyer or anything. We just were like signed paperwork and we walked out and he walked to his Aston Martin and I walked Whoa, to my you Nissan. Got half. Nah. Aston Martin. He let me drive it together. He went that way and I went to my little Nissan and he goes, see ya. And then we just drove off. And there was no like, that's my fork. Again, there was none of, no one, I just, because I was done and he was done. And then there's no, I don't need anything from you. Like, I don't want any, we both work. We both make money. It's good. So in my case, I must say I had an easy divorce, but that's, I see people go through traumatic shit. And you know, a few things were written for the three people that know who we are, but like, and again, I just give a shit like, no. I don't know. There's other things that upset me and there's other things. What upsets you? What Um, other things upset you? 
But there's so many other things. There's so many unexpected things that happen. Lies. In, lies hurt, cheating lie, uh, cheating hurts. Th- those are painful things when Have you, you ever trust been a somebody. cheater? Never cheated in my life. You've never cheated in your life? Never cheated in I my life. I commend you. You know what? Knock on wood. Yeah. I mean, not knock on wood, but I haven't either. I was like, knock on wood. I hope I don't. No, I haven't either. Yeah. That's one thing I can't do. So that's like, like when I am in a relationship, when I say, I love you, this is us. Not the NBC series, but like this is us. Yeah. Then that's it. I I like to hear that from you. That's well, it's awesome. important. Yeah. I've said that before. Ryan, are you that guy too? Yeah. Yeah. No, Ryan, I don't. Ryan, well, your what? yeah was weird. Yeah, I why, my yeah thing. was weird. <laughs> Sorry, I was. Goes, I hope not. Yeah. He's dating my friend Amanda. I was just googling how to get divorced, and now I'm asking like. Uh, yeah, forget um, that. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> forget I about that. I believe. Yeah. I have the blurb if you want it. <laughs> yeah, is this a short blurb? Well, it's just for Cal. Yeah, there's a short one. Go ahead. Before you can file for divorce in California, at least one spouse must be a resident of the state for six months or 180 days. Uh, once you've filed for divorce and delivered the paperwork to your spouse, you must wait at least six months from the date your spouse received the papers before the divorce can be finalized. Yeah, wait a got, minute. We got a piece of paper six months later. I was like with some friends and I just opened my mailbox and there was a little letter and it said, you are officially divorced. Not exactly like that, but that's what it is. And I go, oh, there we go. Did you celebrate? To be honest with you, we did do <laughs> some friends and there is a sense of freedom to it. And we all had smoothies. So we all just did like a little groove with our smoothies. And then we got on with the day. Like it's, I don't know, like I'm making it sound so cavalier. No, but you, it's, it, look, it's a yeah. health. Look, I'm sure there's those moments where you're like everybody, look, it wasn't a big deal. And then you go home sometimes and you hear a song. Oh, he yeah. he touched my shoulder during Must Have Been Love. <laughs> but it's a, oh, oh Roxette. She just passed away. Roxette. Similar. What? The lead singer to Roxette died like three days ago. Oh my god, am I breaking this to you? How did she, she passed? I I don't know how she passed, but it did. in fact, I whenever someone passes, I mean a singer, I always get on my Sonos or whatever, my Napster. I still have Napster, and I play their hits while I shower. I love Roxette. I listen to them all bathe. the time. Did she die? I think she died. Can you tell me Let's how? Look. She had Sorry. that song. Yeah, Marie Fredrickson. Yep. Uh, died December 9th of this year. That was two three days ago. Of what does it say? Of what? No, God, I she it. she sang the song. She's got the look. She's got the look. Remember Put the music the video? Can make a bright eyed girl turn mm-hmm. blue or bright eyed boy. And then she had um, join the joy ride. The big love, um, big, uh, dangerous. You know she's, she's a, a little. little yeah, they had great dangerous. hits. Look them up, guys. Give a little uh, tear and glass of wine and. Damn, and I'm gonna have to stuff. figure that. I'm gonna have to sit with that after this. Def Leppard's alive still. I'm going to see them in concert again. One night on drummer. Yeah. <laughs> Def Leppard Animal, greatest song they ever wrote, and the music video at the circus. I'm more of a pyromania guy, photograph, rock of ages. God, I feel like we're from the same time. Well, probably are. You're, you're younger than I I'm am. I'm 38. Though. How old are you? No, I'm 47. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Wait, know. is he lying? Yeah, I like this area really good. Well, are you serious? I am 47. Shut up. I am. I thought you were like. Close to 40. All right, now people are going to think you're flirting. Cut it out. <laughs> Michael, right. I thought you were bloody 40. Look at you. Really? What do you do? 40. Do you drink? Do you smoke? Do you party? I mean, you know, the... I don't I don't really. I, I mean, I'll, I'll have a casual drink or I'll smoke yeah. a little grass here and there. Did I say grass? I think I did. I don't. I'm off all pills. Um, Your skin is so smooth. Pff, well, it's not really. I got a zit on my nose that and I had to put ha- some clear cell touch up before today. That's clear true. You're yeah, so and I got this thing. I got to turn it into a skin. I still get zits. You get zits? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do we get zits? Ryan, you get zits? Yeah. We're you do. Hollywood. Where do you get them? All over. Sometimes above your ass crack. Above the ass crack, sure. I do that. And then you just take a loofah. Those are easy to get away. <laughs> just loofah a little bit. Boom, gone. 
I don't ever get them. That, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Inside of You is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address them through a multi-targeted, whole body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical study, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Dot com promo code inside that's nutrafol.com promo code inside inside of you is brought to you by neurohacker qualia synalytic i just sent some of this to my mother and she's starting to notice the differences mm-hmm. in herself and, she, and because i noticed my mother was always had brain fog and and she couldn't think clearly and and you know and and i i was like well this stuff works for me and what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. 
Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senoletic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused. Um, Younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senoletic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. As an actor or as just a human being, like you've modeled, you've done all these things, you've been in the, in the public for a long time. Do you, do you get anxiety? Do you get, have you ever, do you know what anxiety is? Have you ever felt a panic attack or you've never experienced that? In my 20s, severe, hardcore vertigo, horrendous, horrendous anxiety Vertigo. Attacks. What happens with vertigo? Sitting there talking to you right now, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, I start spinning in the chair, and I can't. Everything starts spinning. I had brain scans. I was like, there's something wrong with me. Horrendous as a, in my early 20s. I thought I was dying. The worst panic attacks. Vertigo. Vertigo is a part of anxiety and it feels like it because vertigo is, it's very dangerous if you're driving because you can't control. It's like I'm sitting here looking at you and then all of a sudden everything starts and you can't focus, you fall over. What do you do? You just wait till it passes and it's horrendous. And how long does it, how many times does it come on? Like a day to, or a week? Or? It used to come and go for years. Um, sometimes I wouldn't have it for a couple of months and I'd have it hardcore for a week. And I realized it's just pockets of trauma and things that have happened through life that I've forgotten about trying to come out. And when all this started, I started doing a lot of self-help work. I meditate two hours a day. I don't have panic attacks. I don't get nervous. The only time I ever get nervous is if I'm on a first date, I get really nervous. And if I, um, I'm auditioning on set, out in public, red carpets, public speaking, could give a shit. When I first date and um, auditions, I fall to pieces. Otherwise, I just don't care. Has anyone ever came up to you and said, Olivia, you look so good, Olivia Newton-John. You look so young still. <laughs> I met someone on a photo shoot yesterday. He, the photographer, said to me, do you know Olivia Newton-John? It's just weird that you just said that. No, but I did meet her once. Oh, my God. I'd love to meet her. I was in her driveway at her house. My girlfriend, it's her um, her fairy godmother. Oh, not fairy godmother. What do they call them? Your, your godmother. And it was weird because her daughter was there and we were all like, you look more like my mum than I do. And I was like, I'll take this because I love Olivia Newton-John. She, who doesn't love Olivia Newton-John? Physical. All right. Back back mm. to this anxiety and stuff because, you know, to go, th- that's pretty traumatic. What did you find out was causing this? Because you got down to the to the surface of it, or not the surface, what would you say? You got deep. Mm-hmm. You, I can't speak. Sometimes I just can't speak. What is going on, man? <laughs> You're all congested with cups and mugs shit. and phones and bits. <laughs> I know. I always have shit all over me. So what? So you started getting self-help. You started going probably to therapy. You started reading stuff. You go, what is causing this? And how did you get to the root of the problem? How did you, how did you know 
or just put an end to it. It's it's a reflection of the people you date, the things that every you to look around you and see what you're bringing into your life, what's going on at the time, how you're, why you're doing the things you do. It's time, and people are raised so quickly to get all these answers. And at 38, I can sit here and go, okay, so all the things that I, I've been through in my life and why I bought that in and why I moved to America and, and growing up as a kid and trauma through high school. And you don't have to have crazy family and, and be have put in horrible circumstances to grow up and have problems. We all have problems. We all have issues. Even if your parents did the greatest job, you'll still come out a little screwy. Like we, and some of the most evolved kids had the most craziest parents. It's just a mixture of DNA and who you are and you just figure it out. And we all have shit. You get into relationships. They tend to be the first, you know, the thing that really highlights our messes because if relationships require us to be vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable, weird shit comes out when we perform and we're vulnerable, weird shit. And as you get older, you just realize we're all, we're all a bit fucked and it's okay. And we're all working through it. And it's hard to change patterning from childhood. We all go, I've changed. And then we end up in the same relationship or the same job or the unemployment. It's about breaking those patterns. And I found meditation and I found some incredible people over the years. And this is the thing I like about LA, the weirdest fucking people move here. So you can find the craziest shamans or the cra that really can help you. You find yeah. something that digs in, triggers you, a great therapist, hypnotherapy. I've done it all. And I found my system. And so, yeah, I Do you mean, stay with it? Yeah. Do you still stay with it? So, yes. So you wake up, Nikki Whalen wakes up. What does she do first thing? I take my dog out to the bathroom and that's I come a good, back. That's a good call. I should have done that this morning. Unfortunately, <laughs> I took too long and my bathroom's filled with presents. Hello. So, yeah. All right. So go ahead. So then what do you do? I make Are you on your phone at this point? I've had a quick flick at it sometimes. Mm -hmm. I try not to get too in, into the Instagram because okay. then I'll be like, <laughs> out for coffee, grab coffee, uh, make coffee. I bring Yoda back to bed. He sits between my legs. Phone goes on to timer. A few sips of coffee. Shut my eyes. Phone goes into timer. I put the timer on for about an hour, depending on how much to time take another I have. little sleep. No, I meditate. Oh, an hour yeah, for if, meditation. Listen, unemployed actors can meditate for an hour. We have no excuse. If I'm working, it's twenty minutes. Is twenty minutes not enough if you're not working? Uh, no, it's ample. I just enjoy the process do of you, it now. Do you have guided meditation or do you have just silence. quiet? Just silence. Silence. And where does your mind go to? For instance. Like right now we're talking and you're meditating. Your eyes are closed. Does your mind just race? Because this is the problem. I think a lot of people out there, um, I've meditated now is 162 days straight. You I have, have it. Congratulations. I have it. Yeah, because I, I and, and, you know, does it work all the time every day? No. no it, but people think, oh, I can't meditate because my mind races. And that's the whole point. Your mind does race. You're human being. You're, so the whole point is if you can get moments of just – where your head's clear and breathing through it and being present, right? So what goes through your mind? Everything. Oh my God, what am I going to do? What do I eat? Da, 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 da. Like, and sometimes I'm like, this isn't working. And then other times I just drop in. There was a quote I saw recently that, I don't know if Bill Murray said it, but it was under a picture of Bill Murray. And it said something like, I just need, I, I just try and show up each day and be available for life to happen to me. And that's meditation. You just lay there, you sit there, whatever your process is. It's not about, oh my God, my mind's racing. Eventually, as you know, it will calm down. And if it doesn't, don't worry about it. You'll get it the next day. It's the discipline of stopping and doing nothing and allowing. 
It's like when I booked Trauma Center, I swear to God, I was in the bath at my sister's. It was December last year. I laid in the bath. It was summertime. I put my hair back and I went, I have no idea where my next paycheck's coming from. I'm 37. I have no idea what I'm doing next in my life. And I honestly went, universe, I'm all yours. Just give me what you want. Like, honestly, whatever you got next, I trust you. I swear to God. And I, I felt open. I felt so relaxed. I put my head back and within four minutes, my phone started ringing. It was a producer. I'm like, he just wants to party. I'm not in LA. Didn't You're answer gonna it. You're going to be working with Bruce Willis. It's exactly right. He texted me, goes, answer the phone, Whelan. And I went, I am relaxing. He goes, read this script, shooting in Puerto Rico, March, you, Bruce Willis, action movie. Tell me if you want to do it. And I just went, thank you. There is something to the – so I try and tell actors. And listen, it's easy for me because I shot a couple of movies this year, but, like, I don't always do that. But just try and try and be open because being open is the key. And and I don't allow work to be the validation of my happiness. Not, I don't give a shit. Right. Rain Wilson was on here. I always remember that what he said. He says, I am not my work. Yes. And that's, like – that's hard to sort of differentiate or sort of separate – because work is such a big part of you, but it's not you. So, and I haven't been good in the last week or two because I was really good. I was waking up. Like what I do is I don't touch my phone for an hour. Ooh, you're I, good. I, you know, but sometimes I start to drift off or sometimes I'm not eating right. So it's being good to yourself, being kind to yourself, say, hey, uh, uh, I fucked up for a week. I'm human. Let's get back on it. Yeah. Let's get back on this. Let's do the healthy shit again. Let's go back on the hikes. Let's go do this. And I think a lot of people including myself. That's why I was probably addicted to Xanax for a long time because I just felt like my mind, I can't turn my mind off and I'm not going to sleep and I'd rather sleep. So I'm going to pop a Xanax tonight and I'll go to sleep or, you know, I'm doing, uh, I'm the lead in the show and I, I can't, I, I just, I, I'm a, a producer on it and I have to, I have to be great and I have to have energy tomorrow and I'm putting so much pressure on myself and it could, it could just take you in a very, you know, sort of a downhill hill spiral. So my thought is, everybody's listening a lot of people are like none of this will work they're going to meditate and they're like it didn't work i'm going back to a pill or i'm going back to then get fucking just get discipline you got to be you, disciplined. it's all about discipline isn't it it's, it's all about discipline. routine and structure in your life yeah. and don't be don't worry about okay some mornings i'm rushing out the house and i always make my bed but not, i make my bed every morning now make your bed if you don't make your bed and I you run shower out, yeah just yeah, well that's a very good no sign. i shower but i just shower in the morning now yeah it's just people are searching for that. Once I get my next job, I'm going to be happy. Bullshit. Go and be happy. Go and be happy with your mates. Whenever I've got time off, even if I haven't made a great deal of money, I'm like, I like my life when I'm not working just as much as when I am working, if not sometimes more. I love my friends. I love my family. If I'm going through a patch or I'm going through rough, then I get really into my self-help work. Love your life. And then work, then the acting thing doesn't become such a, oh God, I'm not working. I'm not validated. It's only going to be better. It, it's not like that. It, you know, like you guys know, you, you've been on the hugest shows, worked with the biggest actors in the world. It ends and you come back to your home and you, you just, you know, doing normal shit again. It's just got to, I just think there's too much. We put too, being here and every time you step out the door and everyone's like, what are you working on? How's life? What are you doing? Isn't that the worst thing to hear? You know, it's like I'm not working on anything at the moment. I'm having coffee and walking my dog every day and partying and having some fun and traveling. And I don't think people are listening anyway when they say that. They go, oh, what are you working on? I don't really care in their minds. <laughs> hey, how are you? So if you weird. Ask, like, oh, hi, how are you doing? Some, every once in a while I go, eh, not, not great, just to see if they're listening. And every once in a while they go, what? I go, I'm just kidding. I just want to see if you're listening. And I love, how are you? Oh, super busy. So busy. I couldn't be busier. I'm so my busy. My life is 
F. That's crazy. You know what, Nikki? Yes. Say your last name again. Whelan. Okay, good. I, I said Whelan. Why don't it's you fine. stop me? Yeah. Does, does everybody say Nikki Whelan? It's yeah. Whelan. Why do I say? I've always said Whelan. Yeah, what's the I? I think of Whelan Jennings. Well, I think of a Whelan. Did I call you Jennings? Sure. Do you know Whelan Jennings? No. Whelan Jennings, I think, sang the song, Just a good old boys, Aww. never meaning no harm. <laughs> and all they want to do and be in trouble with the law. What, what show is that? Anybody know? Google machine over here. Everybody listening digging. is now. Are you fucking kidding me? It's a Dukes of Hazard. Um, Nikki, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I like you <laughs> a lot more than I liked you before. Like, I didn't really know you. Yeah. I met you once. You were nice. Every once in a while, we'll see each other. Like, oh, hey. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, you're in, in your head, you're being judgy. It's like, oh, you know, she's whatever. She's nice. You know, nothing in common. Isn't that typical? Yeah, it's of, high, of yeah. people because I'm sitting down with you and having a real conversation and I'm get, gathering what I'm gathering is not only do we have the same likes and passions, but we're also working on ourselves. Mm. I this whole last year has been an awakening for me. Has it? And so when I hear you talk about things and I and all I could do is while you're talking, going, God, I hope she's really being honest right now because this is this is awesome. I hope she's not a liar. This is, you know what I mean? Do you know what it is? If you look at our social media, you look at our lives, we're all living our best lives and it's absolute bullshit. Bullshit. I'm not going to post me looking like shit miserable though. I like to keep things light and fluffy because my personal life is my personal life. But I'm going to sit down and you're going to ask me, I want to share pain, trauma, things that go down. Some days nothing has to be going wrong to have a meltdown. Some days just being a human is really hard. It's hard to be alive. You know, should we be married? Should we have kids? Hollywood, weird life in itself. And then you go overseas, they don't even give a shit about Hollywood. No one's even got Instagram and they're suffering from their own things. It's weird. We're all getting through it. So I always talk about meditation and how important it is to not find validation in this damn business. Just get your life good. Get your life really good. Do you love yourself? I really, really, really do. You love yourself. You look in the mirror and you go, Nikki Whelan. No, I, I look in the mirror sometimes and go, Fuck, it's some rough trade this morning. But I, I, I look at myself and, and I don't feel guilt. I don't feel feelings of shame. I've worked on all these things. I really don't. And that's the beauty of being 38. You know, people leaving me alone. 37, I think so. Well, 37 last year when I had this like meltdown, but now I'm 38. <laughs> um, I, do you know what? Because the good thing is no one's looking for me to be hot 20s anymore. There's no pressure in that shit anymore. I, I, I'm comfortable with it. I don't know. There's something about as you get older – your care factor just mine does anyway. You just it just feels better to be here. I don't know. My head is better. I've done a lot of work, and I still have meltdowns and shitty days too. Ryan's like, mm. <laughs> but um, like I still have like hell days. But I just um, I I might, I kind of like who I am, and that can be a little lonely because when you're letting off a very strong, I'm good. It's it, it. People get scared because they can't latch onto your insecurities. You can't connect with guys because you can't get into unhealthy shit. It can be lonely being healthy. Do you um like when you date guys? Mm. Do you like a guy who could open up and cry in front of you? Yeah, as long as it's not every day. Of course. I mean, it's could you imagine? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm just so. Oh god. Yeah, you don't uh, want you don't want that. Ryan, do you cry? Yeah, I cry in front of my girlfriend too. Amanda? Oh well, yeah. Oh, movies mostly though. Oh, movies. Do you ever just cry and go, I'm Not sorry, like that. that's just... No. I, I, movies, too. I was on a date, and I was with my friend Rob and, and, and a lovely lady, and we're sitting there and watching that movie Ad Astra. 
Oh. And nobody, like, I thought they were just so engaged and just loved it. And they turned to me at the very end. I'm like, that was beautiful. What the fuck? What's, you guys aren't crying? <laughs> and I just was like, they, they kind of looked at me. They, they were cool about it. But I was like, fuck, I get, I get like touched when I'm touched about something. Like this girl came up to me, this woman came up to me uh, in uh, England at a convention as I'm walking into the convention for the first time last weekend. And she just looked at me and her eyes are filling up with tears. And she's like, your podcast has really helped me. And I, I, I know I seem like a crazy person right now, but just like you talking about depression and anxiety and family and hearing other people's, it just, you know, like in a sense, it was like normalizing it. And I got emotional. I hugged her and I, instead of going, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I actually allowed myself to fucking feel it. And I'm doing that more where I'm like, this is a beautiful thing right now. I inadvertently helped someone, a fellow human being, and I'm proud of that. And I'm grateful that I could do that. And we shared a moment. We shared a moment that will last to the end. Oh, that's You're so beautiful. Oh. See how I turn it in, I get vulnerable, and then I try to throw a funny. That's a comedian. That's, that's what comedians that's me. do. That's what I do. That's what comedians that's what do. I do. It's good to feel, but just I think across the board, we're all this new era and these equal rights and all these great things happening and evolving, and all these wonderful things changing. But some mornings you got to wake up, and this might be the Aussie in me. Right. Sometimes you just got to fucking get on with it. I'm sorry. Some, I love to Talk indulge. Talk to me about getting on with it. I love the indulging. I love feeling. I love embracing stuff. But we can, as actors, not having, you know, not working for a couple of weeks, we can really get down the rabbit hole with how we feel. Some days you got to go stop. I've cried for four hours. We've all had a breakdown. Four get hours. So no, days. I mean, four hours longer. But like, you know, you get down the rabbit hole. Stop. We felt. Let's get on with it. Sometimes there's something to my mum always says, she goes, you know what your problem is all of you in Hollywood? Half of you aren't working. You've got way too much time on your hands. Get out and get busy. Get a job. Get busy. Because when your brain's working, like when you're on a set, you might be going through something, but you just, you know, you do feel better. And so I'm working. At the end of the day, I'm yeah, working. My brain's working. She goes, get busy. Do you love acting or do you just do it because you can and it makes you money? But is it something you're on set for 14 hours a day and go, this is great. I love this. I love when I'm on the job. I love being on set uh, and I love being in the job. But And I kind of don't mind the promo and everything aside of it as well. Like I kind of don't mind promoting movies, like, like you know, this sort of stuff. I don't mind doing all the publicity. A lot of actors don't love the publicity side of stuff. But I indulge in all you see me red carpet. That's probably why you're like I don't oh my, really she's know who Nikki is. Pretty pictures of herself. Yeah, there. like look at my Instagram. Oh my god, bikini, red carpet, photo shoot, sponsoring this. Da, da, da. I indulge in f all of it. I am in the mix. I get into it. I make that part of the job. A lot of actors because you're a commodity. It. You're like you know, I'm. Tr you're trying to sell yourself so you can, you work more and you're like uh, relevant, right? Get in the mix. It's just the job. Who cares? Some people like back in Australia make fun of me and they're like, really, Nikki, posting another picture. I'm like, yep. Next. But you know what? It's, this is really cool. The dichotomy of who you are on Instagram, maybe with the pictures mm. and who you are just for real. Like you said, you don't need to show everybody who the fuck you are. Mm. That's for your own private world, your own private life, your friends, your family. And I think that's amazing because in a sense, I do the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like I, you know, you're, you're naturally beauty. So I don't 
beautiful, natural. You're naturally beauty. <laughs> I'm really, I mean, I I'm really dumb. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but you know, I, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here self-deprecating. I'm just saying, you know, I like to do funny videos. Oh, here's me doing this. Oh, here's doing this. Oh, my band's playing. So I prom- promote myself. I, t- I love what you're watching you. It's so funny. Like little things dropping I'm a sp- bit of a spaz. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I like it though. But I do drop shit all the time. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. But there's an ad at. You see that? It's an Imperial Walker up there. I see it. You do? <laughs> you're, you're a big Star Wars fan. How many times, like every other actor, did you just call your agent and go, just get me in. Get me an audition. I'll be an extra. I'll be a stormtrooper. You're too small for a stormtrooper, Nikki. Get me. I'll be a... I'll be a <laughs> Funny you say that. I'll be a Jawa. There's oh no Jawas God. in the next one. That's only in the Mandalorian. You By the way, the Mandalorian me. guys watch that. I have no part of it in it, but it's freaking great. Is it? <laughs> you should watch it. I'm on it. I um, Actually, there's a part of me. Look, if they offer me something in Star Wars, I'd be there. But here's the thing. Don't you just love being able to enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Like it's my escape. It's one of the movies you'll just have, like, you just chuck any of them on and have it going in the background. Um, you know, this year I was working over Halloween, but Halloween's a really big thing for me because it's based around Star Wars every year. Well, you were in Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's movie, right? Yes. I know shit. Here, you dug deep. I didn't. You didn't? I just, uh, honestly, I, you know what I do with my guests? It's funny because one person had this note and you guys tell me, tweet me and let me know if you think they're wrong. I don't like to do a bunch of digging. I want to know something about them, and I just want to talk about journeys, and I want to talk yeah. about what they do and how they mm. get through things in life. And somebody said that you know, I was like, you know, some of your guys, your episodes are great, but there's sometimes you just uh, you should dig deeper in your into your uh, what they've done. Because people they- want to feel shit. Like that's why reality TV works as well as it does. Dun, dun. But that's why it does because you're just seeing the ugliest, realest, most shockingest things, and people want to. F- feel something so yeah on a podcast you're going to ask me the trauma i've been through and why i feel the way i feel because people will be like hmm it is that other than everything's great i'm so busy yeah, because oh you know God. what you do no offense but you could watch and they're great shows you could watch the late night show with any of those guys they're all great they're all i mean kimmel's a genius they're all brilliant but you know what you go on there for four minutes and you talk a bit lightly oh yeah great great and then you know there's nothing it's just all service the band plays it's fun you don't get into this person at all here you can have a conversation and really get to understand someone yeah that's why I like it, and it's therapy for me. I've talked about that. On the flip side of that, though, do you ever feel like, like I've worked with Nick Cage a couple of times. Three times. Name drop. Three times. But I'm getting to a good point about this. You won't see him sitting on a podcast. You won't have see, find his Instagram or Twitter because he doesn't have any of it. There is a mystical magic to how Hollywood used to be with no social media, and you'd be like, you know, what is so-and-so doing behind the scenes? Like, you know, the Jack Nicholson's of these worlds and Meryl Streep's who don't have all these Instagram Tom things. Hanks is Tom on Hanks. There. Well, I know, but do you know what I mean? Like there's something do. mystical. So when we come on here as actors in our generation and tell all our dirt, does it take away our magic of our business of what makes it so magical? Or is it just now we're in a place mm. where we need to reveal so much? Because there's something that keeps, when I walk onto set and Nick's there, or I did a movie with Nick and Willem Dafoe was in it. And I saw Willem Dafoe and I was like, there he is in the person. Like you can't, you can't find that man anywhere. And to be lucky enough to be on a set with him for five minutes, he's like this mystical man. And it's like, because you can't find him. There's something I, delicious about I, that. I, I agree with you, but I'm going to always find the um, 
What's it called? Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Yeah. Be the Devil's Advocate here. Couldn't <laughs> think of it. I kept thinking Pacino. That thing, <laughs> Devil's Advocate. Greatest movie ever. Was it? I love the Devil's Advocate. Anyway, right. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that someone like Leonardo DiCaprio, who is epitomizes movie stars. I mean, this guy is the the movie star. Yeah. And what he does for the world and the environment, and when people see his tweets and his things, he posts and it, and he's on there. But he does it mostly. It's people are listening to him. Yeah. I, I'm listening to him. Yeah. So when you have an influence like Tom Hanks and he gets them there and this is important, I'm like, you know, Tom's a really smart guy. Like I know him, Tom. Let me tell you, Tom. But, <laughs> you know, for me, I'm not a big star. I've done some great things. I was on a hit show. I have a podcast. I feel like, you know what? I really love, like for me, why I'm on it, I'm not defending it because I think you're right. We're both right. Maybe. No one's going to know if I have a podcast if I don't at least promote it. Yeah. If I don't, if people like me and want to listen to me, I have to get out there and, and put it on there and let them know where it is and let them know where my band's playing. Because unlike, you know, the 70s or 80s where, you know, you could actually sell albums if you have a song, you have to go on tour now as a band. Yeah. Like, and we're not really a tour. We, we, we go places, but we're, but we're like, hey, we want people to listen to music. We're proud of it. It's a smart thing to do. I think if you overdo it or you use it, like there's, it, it gets kind of in a gray area. Like you talk about the oh, influencers who have 26 yeah. million followers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how do these people have 20? Well, they're doing something. They're making videos. They're whatever. I don't know these people, but you know what? They're doing something right. And so I'm trying to take the whole judge thing out of it. And you're not, I'm not saying you're judging. Yeah. But I, as much as I want to judge, as much as I'm like, what the fuck is this person? I'm like, you know what? They're doing their thing, man. Yeah. And as long as it's not dumping shit into the world. Yeah. Because I could still go, fuck you. What are you doing? Yeah. Maybe you have 26 million people, but 26 million people are idiots. Yeah. If they're, if they're like, you're a role model. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It gets kind of cloudy. And I just think it's important to respect to a certain degree. I just don't think it'll ever be that way again. Never, never. But I just loved the idea that Hollywood was always such a mystery and you would come here and, oh, I spotted so-and-so at the Beverly Hills Hotel today. Now it's like, yeah, your influencer's walking down and he thinks he's more famous than Robert De Niro. And you're like, there's this, this weirdness to our business now. And I agree, get out there, make it happen, sell yourself. Mm. There's so many talented people that never get seen. Now they have platforms, all of that. I'm not against it. And if you've got to promote yourself, where we've lived both, you know, we were around 20 years ago when things were not so sad. Yeah, Smallville, by the way, wasn't around with social media. I was, I was done with Smallville Um, and because it would have been as big as Supernatural is now, I, I think, or at least close. It was a big show. So, you know, we we didn't have social media, so it wasn't. And I, I'm I'm grateful. I'm look. I'm grateful for living in the 80s yeah. and 90s. I'm grateful for like borrowing my parents' VCR so I could copy John Carpenter's The Thing in my bedroom because I was a yes. dork and I couldn't get a date. So I'm copying movies, thinking that if I have three movies on a VHS tape, this is going to be worth something. Little did I know it would erase in 15 years. So I love all that stuff. I love saying, "Hey, want to go to the movies tonight? I'll meet you there at eight. And you just have to meet and you cut through my backyard and through jump fences. Dude, I love it. I miss that. People will never understand. I feel sorry for kids around the day. It's just like, it's all about the phone. It's all about the computer. And I get it. I sound like an old man and I do it too. Yeah. We're in the mix. That's what we're talking about. Like what you said, you know, uh, splitting that, you know, or you said like, 
having a life. It's not just all work. It's really spending quality time. But really, really having a life. Really yeah. having a life, whether having that life. be family, whatever it is. Yeah. Have, when you have a good life, when you can get excited about your coffee in the morning, mm. like, mm, can't oh, wait for my coffee. Genuinely, yeah. you're living a great, great life. Is there nothing else, everything else that comes in? And listen, I'm, I'm sure there's actors listening going, yeah, but I've got to make money. And so do I. I, I still got to make money too, you know. There's this whole thing to it, but... I just But you have to really enjoy life and and and, and go on little uh what's the word? Adventures. Uh, adventures, road thank you. Can Activities. I, that's I'm too, I just started golf. I just picked up golf, started playing golf. I play a little. I yeah. play miniature. I'm terrible at it, but I've been at the hitting range. I'm just trying, I'm learning how to I'll like, go golf and I go yeah. over on Moore Park. That's There's a little ex- thing on Moore Park. Yeah, what's it? I what's go to what's it? What's it? Yeah. Yeah. The driving range there. I've been like I'm just giving everything a crack. It frustrates me, but like I get this when I hit it, I feel You're so present. good. I'm present. Finding new activities at 38, it's weird, but yeah. you have to do it. By the way, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He's not on Twitter and Instagram because he spent 75 years of his life not on any, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nick Cage gets huge movies. He's a billionaire. So he doesn't need to promote himself. Willem Dafoe will always work. We aren't big stars. So, we so it makes to. more sense to people like us to use it as opposed to big stars. Like Tom I, had Hanks some friends, I had some friends of mine that were like, eh, you just, uh, that are having a go at me going, are you always promoting yourself? I'm like, unfortunately, I'm not Angelina Jolie. And I got to put myself out there, and I've got to feed these different markets of things yeah. that are going on. And they were so nasty about it with me, and I was like, "I don't have a choice. I'm in the mix." Who, these aren't your friends, are you? They're actually not my friends anymore. Side note: they aren't my friends anymore. But they were really weird about it with me, and I, they were trying to. I think they were uncomfortable with how I could promote myself because there is a grossness to it. Because you remember, like ten years ago, if you took a selfie, you're like, "Oh my god, they took a selfie. They're so into themselves." Now we're like, "Hey," <laughs> and it's like it's all of a sudden acceptable. Right. They're still in that mentality of gross. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know what? All I care about is be a good person. Yeah. Be a good person. Have a good heart. Listen to people. Try to enjoy your life. And, you know, try to be supportive to people you like. Yeah. If you like them, if you like the podcast, <laughs> support me. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. it's like, it's really important. So, <laughs> Nikki, this has been a real treat. Your movie, first of all, what, what's your social handles? So if you want to see these beautiful pictures and, and see her exploit herself, like she, I'm kidding, but you said that. Sort of. That's true. No, but you know, it's true. It's true. but you know her now. So when you follow her, you'll be like, I like her. She's cool. Nikki Whelan, all of it. And I say K-Y-W-H-E-L-A-N, not Whelan, but Whelan. Trauma Center. Look for it. It's got Bruce Willis. It's got Tito Ortiz. And you loved filming it. Badass crew. Loved it. It was hard. Was Bruce cool? Yeah, he's cool. Is I just, he cool? You know, I sat down. I was like, because... It's so, you know, you get on set with people like that and you're like, watched you my whole life. This is very weird. Did you say that? Yeah. No, I didn't actually. I just went straight to the fifth element. Oh, yeah. That's all I did That's was interview him about I would have gone to the element. sixth sense. I yeah. see dead people. I wanted to know about Miller and I wanted to know about all the behind Miller the Jovich scenes. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's my favorite. Yeah. Favorite of all time. He's so good. Nobody, I just interviewed nobody him about better that. better than me. I, I met him a few, you interviewed him? No, I interviewed Bruce about The Fifth Element the whole time. Oh. Bruce seems like the kind of guy that when you're talking to him or when you're acting with him, like you can barely hear what he's saying. Is, that, am I right? Is he like, so do a scene with me. Just say something. He's just like, okay, um, are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> yes. And the only reason you could hear that is because I'm mic'd. 
Yeah. But as an actor, I'd be like, "What did he say his line?" Because it's so internal. It's I know so- how it's going to look when they when they uh, print and they put the picture up. I know that that and you know the sound That'll guys make going. The, trailer. the sound guys going. Fuck with this guy. Speak up, Jesus! Yeah. I can't, guys. We got to do that again. I don't hear Bruce. <laughs> I don't hear Bruce. You don't hear him, Bruce? Can you do one? I want to do another one. <laughs> what? I said. I want to do another. So true. Right? So right. All these big actors exactly. are old school. They barely say anything. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember there was a time when I'm, I was doing a movie or early on in my career. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you want to do that. I just, I don't really care. So, and then my director's like, Hey, can you speak up? Um, I go, Doesn't it sound? Is it going to look better if I don't? Like I thought maybe it's just going to be better yeah. if I don't talk louder. It's it's a it's a real moment, and they've got a damn <laughs> mic on you. Handle just, it. Just just act. Cover it. Nikki Whelan. This has been a really treat. I really enjoyed this. Um, I don't know what else to say. Did you have fun today? I had heaps of fun. I'm obsessed with your house. I feel like I need to like poke around all these shelves and bits and pieces. Your home yeah. is absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you. It really, I've lived here a long time, and I, I've, I've made it mine, my my own. I can stalk you now. I can stalk you now. <laughs> well, it's all right. All right. Thank you thank for you having for, me. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you. Um, I just say that to everybody. Break that awkward moment of what you just said to me. No, I say it to everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I say thank you for allowing me to be inside of you. To guys, girls, it's just the, the, the quote. You're welcome. She doesn't get it. She doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I do. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. You know, I, I like when a guest open, opens up. I always say that, Ryan. And um, I did. I feel like she was genuine. She talked about her divorce. You think somebody's going to act a certain way and it's going to be beneath them. And that's why we shouldn't judge people because I thought she was really, uh, she was a good guest. You know, I mean, we worked on your Australian a little bit. Yeah, I told you, you know, that's the key. You got to do uh, the, the, the um, what, what do you call those? The cities in Australia. That's how you do it. Uh, Adelaide. 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 Brisbane. Brisbane. Melbourne. Yep. Melbourne. Um, Perth. Sydney. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, that's how I do it anyway. That was the 100th episode, so give yourselves a hand. Thank you. How many people do you think have listened to every episode? I wonder if there's any that has actually listened to 100 of them. That's going to be tough. If you are, tweet me and tell me that because I think that's pretty cool. Shout out to the patrons. Angelina G, Yukiko, Jill E, Emma H, Jason W, Daniel B, Lauren G, Robert B, Nico P, Jerry W, Bob, good old Bob B, Suzanne T, Leah S, Trisha F, Mark A, Scott B, Kevin R, Abdullah A, hi Abdullah, hi Dion K, Emily F, Nancy D, Allison L, Barry I. Wait, it's Barry L, isn't it? I'm going to say Barry L. I always mess it. He's going to hate me now. He's going to not be my patron anymore. Raj C and Sarah V, you guys rock. I really appreciate you. And um, thank you all for listening and your continued loyal loyal ship what would you say your loyalty loyalty and what's what ship loyal ship is a new word can we create that sure loyal ship the name of your yacht hey man my yacht is loyal ship again thank you so much if you want to be a patreon and contribute more you can but thanks for subscribing thanks for all this stuff ryan you got anything to plug oh i mean you can watch uh a recap rap i did about the crisis on infinite earths which i'm in which you are in. I have you a small kind, part. You were kind enough to do that. I and mean, where can they find that? You can find that on YouTube.com slash The Warp Zone. It's really funny. He's really talented. Check out how funny he is. You're going to become a fan of Ryan's, and then he's going to leave me, and that's how it goes. And then you can also see me I do an Emperor Palpatine bit in the most recent video. 
Oh yeah, Jeff Fun doing that. Yeah, I'll show it to you. It was a lot of work. It was a uh, it was a lot of work. I was actually when <laughs> I was on set when you FaceTimed me and I was getting the makeup done. And you're like, oh yeah, 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 you look great. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it looks even better. I was I wasn't even totally done. The shit you do before you become famous, huh, Ryan? Uh, what What do you mean? What if you just did? Wouldn't you just be happy just doing this for the rest of your life? Probably not. You'd probably get tired. I'm having a lot of fun right now. See, that's I'm the thing. You're having it. so much fun. I'm trying to go with it. Do you promise when you, if you do become famous, which I think you will, whatever, you, you get some, you still do that stuff. Yeah. Still keep doing the, st- the stuff that makes you tick, that makes you you. I will. Because you're good at it. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, I hope you love the show. Tell us what you think. Write in. You know I read. Oh, this is a, uh, uh, somebody emailed us here, and that's hello at insideofyoupodcast.com. If you want to write in, hello at insideofyoupodcast.com. This is from Arvind. Arvind? I'm going to go with Arvind. I'm a longtime fan of yours, but a new fan of your podcast. I wanted to write to you in two parts as a fan and a physician. Please feel free to read them in whatever order you wish. Well, you know what? Let me just read the physician part because that's what I'm like. Wait a minute. I want to know what a physician thinks of this show. (laughs) Uh, I hope he says, you're not a fucking doctor. Stop trying to help people. Let's see what he says. Arvind, I work as a family physician in Arizona and treat patients with anxiety, depression, PTSD, etc. on a daily basis. The biggest challenge that I face is to convince my patients that their experiences are not uncommon and can be overcome. Many people with mental health feel isolated and alone as if there was something wrong with them. The key is to empower those individuals that there is nothing wrong with them that cannot be fixed by what is right with them. Your show does good work on that front. I especially want to commend you and Stephen Amell for shining a light on how it can feel to be overcome by circumstances, the culture and community that you are helping to create of, of individuals sharing their feelings and emotions in a way that normalizes their experiences so that they can escape the sensation of isolation that often destroys individuals. I wish you all the success in the podcast because it has the potential to be more than transformative or more. Let me read that again. I wish you all the success in this podcast because it has the potential to be more transformative than other work that you have done. Sincerely, Arvin P.S. If I can help as a medical resource, please feel free to contact me. Arvind. That means a lot. You know, the goal was just to talk to people. And if they tell these stories, maybe someone listens and goes, oh, I can relate to that. And that's really what it was. It wasn't about giving advice other than what helps you. I don't know what advice. When someone just says, this is what works for me. Well, that's what works for them. It may not work for you, but it doesn't mean you can't be helped. So thank you. And thank you all. Uh, Write in, retweet, subscribe, all that stuff. Tell the world. Share this podcast with the world. Thank you for allowing to be inside of all of you. Have a good one. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.